Coming up on today's Locked on Diamondbacks podcast, the D-backs re-signed Zach Davies. So what's the perfect rotation for 2023? And guess what? I know we're about a week into New Year's, but I don't care. Let's talk about D-backs New Year's resolutions for 2023 as well, all on today's Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listening to who? Always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account or look up Locked On Diamondbacks, both Twitter, Instagram for the podcast handle. Excuse me. And of course, thank you for making Locked on Diamondbacks your first listen every day. I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms. So please continue to tell your friends. One of those platforms is YouTube. We have officially crossed the 300 subscriber count on the D-backs Locked on YouTube channel. So you know what that means. We got to hit 400 subscribers now. We got to get to 500, 1,000, a million. So please hit subscribe on the Locked on Diamondbacks YouTube channel. If you guys, and please, another reason why you want to hit subscribe on the Locked on Diamondbacks YouTube because sometimes when I'm giving my takes and talking, I feel like I do the Donald Trump hands. So if you want to see me do the Donald Trump hands as I talk, follow us on YouTube. But for today's pod, we're going to be talking about New Year's resolutions. I don't care if this podcast drops on January 6th. I don't think it's too late to talk about New Year's resolutions because it's better to have them than to never have them and never get them started and never start working on yourself. So better late than never, as they always say. But before we get into the New Year's resolutions, I first want to discuss Zach Davies coming back to the D-backs because I, I might have been a little bit surprised to see Zach Davies re-sign with the D-backs just because he's been out there on the free agent market so long. But feels like now the D-backs are starting to just pick up the pieces that are like pretty cheap on the free agent market. It's like, all right, we'll go get Evan Longoria $4 million here. We'll pick up Zach Davies $5 million there because we know they're not going to drop a bag on anyone. And it's a big reason why I think they've waited so long to make these moves because these players, these free agents are probably a little bit more desperate now a little bit more wanting to sign with a team, secure the contract. So Zach Davies coming back to Arizona. And I'm not too mad at this move at all because the D-backs are starting to really focus on depth, which I like a lot. You look at their outfield. Of course, they had such a log jam in the outfield. Trading away Dalton Varshow, they still have a bunch of outfielders out there that are quality. You look at the infield, third base, Rojas, Longoria, Emmanuel Vera, shortstop. You got Ahmed, you got Podomo, Rojas as well. First base, I mean, uh, Paven Smith, Seth Beer, but you got Christian Walker, catcher, Carson Kelly, Gabriel Moreno. Like, you're pretty deep at every position. And adding a Zach Davies, when you already have Gallon, when you already have Merrill Kelly, a couple of rookies, and of course, man, that's a bum garner. Zach Davies, I think, is a really 
nice solid pickup to round out the rest of your rotation and I think I would like the Davies pick up a little bit more if there wasn't a massive bum garner already in the rotation because I'm okay committing to a, a mediocre veteran a decent veteran in the rotation because you can't just put everything on Ryan Nelson, Dre Jameson in the rotation. Um, they're, they're going to need some uh, another veteran presence in that rotation. And you don't want to put a super large workload on those young rookie starting pitchers. But I don't want both a Davies and a Madison Bumgarner in my rotation. Because Davies, I do like him. I think he was solid last year. I don't think he was bad. But I don't want him and a Mad Bum in the rotation. You can have one or the other, but neither having both of them in your rotation just lowers the ceiling of your rotation so much. And it's like, I, I can't build a real playoff contender if I'm starting both Mass and Bumgarner and a Zach Davies in my rotation. Because if you just had Gal and Kelly, the two rookies and Davies, like that would be solid. If Davies were just your fifth starting pitcher after the two rookies, that would be solid. Because Davies last year, like, he wasn't a big innings eater. He pitched about five innings per start, was about his average around 85 pitches per start. So maybe Torrey Lavello needs to give him a larger leash because he wasn't bad at all. Like a 409 year array, 134 innings pitch, a 1295 whip. Um, 6.8 strikeouts per nine isn't huge, but like his walk percentage was below 10%. His BABIP allowed was 258. His batting average allowed was 241. And what was really impressive by Zach Davies is he does not give up hard contact. 86.5 mile per hour exit velocity on batted balls and a 34.7% hard hit percentage on batted balls as well with a 42% ground ball rate. Zach Davies is someone that can just pitch to contact a little bit, not give up any nukes, doesn't give up a ton of over-the-fence power, pitches the contact, gets ground balls, and just keeps it chugging along. Would I like to maybe him to go six innings every ball game, five and a half innings? Yeah, maybe sure, but what Zach Davies gave to you last season, I think would be absolutely perfect. So my ideal of a perfect rotation would include a Zach Davies, just not a massive bum garner. My perfect rotation, my dream rotation for the D-backs at some point in 2023, in 2023 is Zach Gallen. Merrill Kelly, Ryan Nelson, Dre, Dre Jameson, and then Zach Davies as my top five. And then hopefully Madison Bumgarner is not on the roster or just not pitching at all. But we know that's not going to be the case. We know if Madison Bumgarner is on the team come opening day, Madison Bumgarner is probably going to be like the number three, four starter in the rotation, which is just absolutely insane because of the money he makes. The D-backs are still going to keep rolling him out there, which is something I wouldn't do. But here are a couple options the D-backs could do if Madison Bumgarner is still here opening day. You could put maybe Zach Davies as your long reliever or your sixth starter, or maybe he's more of a spot starter, come in, extra depth. You do your rotation of Gallon Kelly, rookie, rookie, Madison Bumgarner, and then you just use Zach Davies sparingly. Maybe he gets 10 to 15 starts in the season, and you're using him more as a long reliever, as like a Caleb Smith type, as a right-handed pitcher for whenever someone's struggling, whenever basically you use him on the days Madison Bumgarner pitches because Mad Bum goes out there, maybe struggles over two or three innings, and then you bring in a Zach Davies. I think that's one option you could do if Madison Bumgarner is still on the roster come opening day. The second option you can do, 
just because I don't believe Madison Bumgarner is going to go to the bullpen or become the sixth starter. I just think because of the money he's made and because he does have a pedigree, even though we shouldn't be looking at his history anymore when evaluating Madison Bumgarner because he's not that guy anymore, pal. Like, Madison Bumgarner is no longer an all-star, no longer has all-star talent. There's nothing Brent Strom can do to save Madison Bumgarner's career. Like, we just got called spade a spade. Like, Madison Bumgarner is cooked at this point of his at this point of his career, but I'm not convinced he's going to be taking out the rotation just yet. Maybe this year will be the final straw, and if he struggles, you know, the first month of the season, maybe the D-backs will make a tough decision and just send him packing or move into the bullpen. But as it currently stands, opening day, I believe Mad Bum will be in the rotation. So if Mad Bum is still in the rotation opening day, the second option I believe, or I think you should do, is maybe go Zach Allen. Merrill Kelly, Dre Jameson as your number three, Zach Davies four, Mad Bum five, and then you use Ryan Nelson out the bullpen because Ryan Nelson averaged around 95 miles per hour last year on his fastball, but in the minors, he's shown the ability to hit triple digits, and last year in his small sample size with the D-backs, 70% of the time he threw mainly fastball, so maybe Ryan Nelson, when you look at his skill set, maybe he's actually meant to be the closer of the future for the D-backs. Maybe if you put him in the bullpen, that rears his velocity back up. He's able to throw gas. He doesn't have to save it and and save his arm over the course of five to seven innings. Maybe if you put him in the bullpen, make him your closer. He's out there throwing 97, 98 again with the ability to touch 99, 100. I wouldn't mind that option either. But of course, the dream scenario is to get Madison Bumgarner out the rotation. And then guys... Eventually next season, we probably will see Brandon Fat come up. I don't think he'll be there to start the season, but potentially by the All-Star break, could we see a Brandon Fat? Yeah, and maybe the D-backs make a move. If they do trade away Massive Bumgarner, that can open up the door for a Brandon Fat, or maybe they move a Zach Davies if they feel like that's the necessary move because Ryan Nelson, Dre Jameson looks so good um, before the deadline. So D-backs definitely have some decisions with their rotation. I'm not mad at all at the Zach Davies pickup, but please figure out a way to get Madison Bumgarner out of this rotation. And if you want to bet on Madison Bumgarner being in the rotation on opening day, you need to head to betonline.net, but that is not the ad read we are doing today. I got confused. The ad read we are doing today is Built Bar because maybe Madison Bumgarner needs to eat a Built Bar to get back to his true form because... Then you need to try a Built Bar because Built Bars are absolutely delicious. And after the New Year's, we're going to be talking about New Year's resolutions coming up for the D-backs here. My New Year's resolution is to eat healthier in 2023. And if you're like me trying to eat healthier, the best way to do it is a Built Bar because there is no better snack post-gym. It's low calories, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. And the reason why I love Built Bar is because I am a candy connoisseur. I love junk food. And that's will, and that's where Built Bar comes in because it tricks me. I think that I'm eating a candy bar or some kind of junk food, but that's not true. In reality, I'm actually eating a protein bar that's low in calories, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, like I said, and it's covered in 100% real chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Please go to Built.com to get your own Built Bars, use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your first order. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, all right, all right. 
Let's get back into the podcast and let's discuss some D-backs New Year's resolutions for 2023. I know the time of this podcast dropping is January 6th, so we're a week into 2023, but I don't think it's ever too late to start a new to start a New Year's resolution and to start working on yourself. So let's talk about some D-backs resolutions. And the first one I want to discuss is, this is piggybacking off segment number one, get the rookie starters as much opportunity as possible. The D-backs, I want them to be a fringe wildcard contender next year, but making sure you're internally developing your talent and they're progressing and you're giving them the opportunity to prove and show themselves is priority number one next season. This is not a team that's going to win the World Series or anything next year. This is a team that's still growing and still trying to figure out which of their pieces are part of the foundation and the future. And what we saw last year from their rookie starters with the Ryan Nelsons and the Dre Jamesons of the world, very promising. But they were very small sample size. Those guys pitched less than 30 innings last year. Despite them looking phenomenal, despite them blowing our way expectations, we do have to remember it was a very small sample size. So for this year, like I talked about, you got to get a Mad Bum out the rotation. You got to get your rookies as many opportunities as possible. And Mad Bum is just a clog, an anchor in that rotation and not in a positive way. I need Ryan Nelson to get as many starts as possible. I also don't mind Ryan Nelson going into the bullpen and seeing what he could do as a bullpen arm. But I first want to see him as a starter because if that's a guy that could throw 90 upper 90s over the course of six, seven innings, that's someone that's very dominant. I want to see Dre Jamison with the deep pitching arsenal he has and the way he pitches differently to right-handed batters and left-handed batters. I want to see 150-plus innings from that guy. I want to see 150-plus innings from Ryan Nelson. And then, at some point during the season, I want to get Brandon Fat up and make him the sixth starter or a spot starter. At least give him some starts in the rotation as well. And if I could get 80 innings out of Brandon Fat somehow this year... 60 innings, 50 innings out of Brandon Fat. If I could get a larger sample size out of Brandon Fat than I got from the Ryan Nelsons and Dre Jamisons last year, I would feel really good about that as a D-backs fan. And then if Ryan Nelson and the Dre Jamison of the world look good and perform well, then you know you got some legit pieces that you could build around in your rotation. Maybe they're not the next Zach Wheeler and Aranola or your next elite frontline rotation, you know, Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer now, but they can at least be really good. Maybe they're, you know, a, a Carlos Carrasco and a Taiwan Walker level good, you know, where those are still really good middle rotation starters, but they're not exactly elite, but I will still take those guys in my rotation. And guess what? If they are good and they do flash and they do pop this season, they do show you maybe you know what? Maybe they could be potential all-stars in the future. Then guess what? You do what the Atlanta Braves did and you lock them up to maybe not 10-year deals like you do with these position players, but maybe you say, here's four or five years, Jay Jamison. Here's six years, Ryan Nelson. Just lock up your starting pitchers if you think they're legit. So we got to get the rookies as much opportunity as possible in 2023. The second New Year's resolution that the D-backs must complete is getting Ketel Marte back to all-star form. We all want Corbin Carroll to be a superstar next year. That's what we 
project him to be maybe not next year but we expect him to be a really good player next year and maybe like even a a borderline all-star we want christian walker to come back with the power that he displayed last year and be another potential 40 home run guy we want to see the stolen bases from the mccarthy's and the josh rojas of the world but this offense won't be able to reach their ceiling and this offense won't be able to click on all levels unless quetzal Marte gets back to all-star form because Ketel Marte is still the guy in that lineup that strikes the most fear to opposing pitchers because there's not a large sample size on Corbin Carroll. He doesn't scare guys yet. Christian Walker had a great year last year, but it's more power than anything that opposing pitchers are scared of. They don't want to leave something hanging. Of course, he had a pretty good batting average in the second half, but over the course of Christian Walker's career, you're not exactly scared of him killing you from a contact perspective. It's more from a home run perspective. And so for Ketel Marte, this is someone that hasn't need power to be dominant this is someone that has been able to show that he's just a straight up pure hitter can get the doubles can get the singles get on base clutch with runners in scoring position this is someone that just has a unique talent and it's just a really high quality player and arguably the best second baseman in baseball when he's right offensively at least defensively he's can be hit or miss at times and going forward for Ketel Marte it's going to be a real question about how to preserve him and What's the best thing to do for his body? Because over the last couple of years, he's dealt with injuries. He didn't look right in 2022. 2021, he was fantastic, but only played nine games. And the weird thing about Keta Marte, he seems to have played better when he's the DH. So maybe you do a little bit more DH for Keta Marte in the future. I don't know who that leaves for you at second base. Maybe it's more Josh Rojas at second base and you sacrifice a little defense for more offense from a Keta Marte. But This offense has a potential to, I think, be one of the best in the National League. I mean, I think they're going to wreak havoc on the bases next year with McCarthy, Rojas, Corbin Carroll, Alec Thomas, like this team, Gabriel Moreno. Like, I think this team is going to be nasty on the base pass next year. I think they're going to have dudes on the bases. They're going to have table setters on the bases, but they're going to need people to drive those guys home to score runs, to pick up RBIs. And Keta Marte is one well, was one of the best players in the sport to do that in 2021 and 2019. But can he do it in 2023? He wasn't really able to do it last year, which was so surprising. So for this offense to click and hit the absolute peak and their apex, they need Keta Marte to get back on track. Now, I got a couple more New Year's resolutions for you guys. But first, You need to check out the Locked On MLB Prospect Show with my boy, Lindsey Crosby, because if you go to the Locked On Dimebacks YouTube channel right now, the most popular video is the video I recorded with Lindsey Crosby talking about the Dalton Var show for Gabriel Moreno trade. So I got a soft spot spot in my heart for Lindsey Crosby because of that. So shout out him. Go check out his show, the Locked On MLB Prospect Show on YouTube or wherever you stream podcasts. Let's get back into our New Year's resolutions and wrap up the podcast because I got a couple more resolutions I want to talk to you guys about. The next one is the D-backs need to finish 
third or better in the NOS and make me think they're a wild card contender up until the very end of the season. I'm not saying they actually have to make the wild card, but at least be like the Minnesota Twins where you're in it till basically the very end or like the Baltimore Orioles where you're in it until like the last couple weeks of the season. That's what I want from the D-backs. I don't need them to actually make the wild card to be like the Philadelphia Phillies, be the worst team making the postseason and then make a wild run to the World Series or like the Braves the year before where they were the worst team in the postseason and then ended up winning it all. I don't need the D-backs to be an 89-win team that sneaks in and wins the World Series. Even though that's like the dream scenario, the optimal world, the perfect world, the world that everyone wants to happen, the scenario that would make everyone the happiest. But is it the most realistic? Is it the most plausible? No. So in terms of expectations I can have on this team that's realistic that would make me feel good be a 85 to 89 win team make it a close playoff race make it a close wild card race but I'll be okay if you don't end up making the postseason I'm saying that now probably once we're at this time next year in September I'm gonna be like all right two weeks left in the season D-backs two games back let's go after it so right now I'm saying I won't be mad I know I'm gonna be furious Eight months from now, when we're in September, two weeks out from the playoffs and the D-backs are in the thick of the race, I'm going to be watching every game so intently to see if the D-backs can make it. But as it currently stands on January 6th, I just want the D-backs to be competitive next year and at least plant the seed that they can make the postseason. And also, they have to finish third. You can't finish behind the San Francisco Giants in the division. I've talked too much crap on the Giants on my Monday crossovers with Sully Baseball. I just don't believe in that Giants team. I thought the Giants could have been better than the D-backs if they did sign Carlos Correa, but no Correa. You also let Carlos Rudon walk. Your big free agents were Ross Stripling. He's solid. Mitch Hanniger, I like him. You brought back Jock Peterson. Like They made some solid additions around their team, but when I look up and down their roster, who are their like foundational pieces? Who are their building blocks? Like Logan Webb, of course. Mitch Hanniger has potential to be a real offensive weapon, but there's not a lot of players on that team that I'm scared of like go look at the paper go look at the Giants team on paper compare it side by side to the D-backs and just go position by position who would you rather have I think you'd be pretty shocked to see that the D-backs stack up pretty well against that Giants roster and I would probably take the D-backs roster over the Giants so D-backs better finish third or better in the NL West how about this one D-backs need to build up Carson Kelly's trade value and also get Gabriel Moreno established. I think the D-backs could do both of this because they've already discussed how Carson Kelly is going to be the opening day starter and be the main starter for the D-backs in 2023. It feels like maybe 60-40, 65-35 is going to be Kelly Moreno for that catcher position. And the D-backs need to bring up the trade value of a Carson Kelly because you can use him as a trade piece maybe for a reliever because Carson Kelly, like, he's still young. He's, like, 28 years old. He's still, like, talented. Like, I don't think Carson Kelly's a bad catcher. He's just not as good as what we thought he was going to be after we saw him in 2019. And if you can at least get a couple good months out of Carson Kelly, if you can get that 2021 Carson Kelly where he started the season really good the first couple months of the season, then maybe you trade a Carson Kelly and try to get back a reliever or two. Or maybe you get back a, a, a decent prospect they could throw in your farm system that could be a couple years away because... Carson Kelly is probably too good to be a backup to this D-backs team if they are serious about Moreno because how could you not be serious about Moreno and trade Dalton Varsho for him? So Moreno is going to be the catcher of the future. So Carson Kelly is not just going to sit on this D-backs roster as a backup. So 
You make him the starter to start the season. You hope he plays well the first couple months, and then you move him at or before the trade deadline to another team, a contender, or even a up-and-coming team like a Cleveland Guardians S team that just needs someone solid to play the catcher position for him. And then in the second half, you really get to establish Gabriel Moreno, and then you really get to establish the young stars of the D-backs future, Ken Moreno and the Corbin Carrolls of the world playing almost every day, the Thomases, the Jake McCarthy, the Rojases. There's so much young talent on this D-backs roster. And so because of that, Carson Kelly at this point is now a veteran on the roster. He's been there for a hot minute. So let's pump up that value a little bit and then let's trade him so we could get some pieces back and establish Gabriel Moreno. And then my last New Year's resolution for the D-backs is figuring out who's the real deal between Jake McCarthy and Alec Thomas. Right now, we would probably lean Jake McCarthy just because of what he did offensively last year, but it could have been a fluke. It could have been because he didn't have a big scouting report on him in Major League Baseball, and he wasn't really someone that people were expecting too much out of. So because of that, because of the lack of expectation for Jake McCarthy, the fact that he did anything positive, just maybe it's like a little bit of those rose colored lenses where just like all right because i had no expectations for him everything's given me makes me feel so happy because it's like so much extra gravy just like the cherry on top and then he actually performed just like really good like it wasn't just the fact they had no expectations the fact he had no expectations and then like if you just closed your eyes and took away names from the back of the jerseys you're like is this guy jake mccarthy like an all-star player in major league baseball like that's how he played at for like a two-month stretch there so i need to see if what we saw from jake mccarthy last year was real if it was repeatable and if it was guess what jake mccarthy building block of the future then we need to see alec thomas because that's someone that was a highly touted prospect someone that struggled a little bit from the plate and he's still someone that we have a lot of trust in like you don't trade Dalton Varsho if you don't still believe in the development of Alec Thomas the D-backs need to be proven right and prove that their trade of Dalton Varsho was justifiable and Alec Thomas is a legit building piece for the future and I still like Alec Thomas I don't want to give up on him like I would be more inclined I like I said before the Dalton Varsho trade I was more inclined to trade a Thomas than even a McCarthy or Dalton Varsho but I wouldn't have just traded Thomas for prospects like I'm not that guy if I was trading Alec Thomas then I would have wanted to package him with maybe another guy and go after like a Luis Garcia or Christian Javier or like uh maybe trade Alec Thomas for like Jesus Lozardo or maybe another Marlins pitcher like I would have wanted to trade Alec Thomas for another quality player and someone that could help my major league ball club right now. So for next season, Thomas and Jake McCarthy, they're going to get a lot of run, especially when there's a righty on the mound. They're definitely going to be in the lineup. Like Lords Goriel, who's not going to um, just steal opportunity away from them. Like he will be there on the days there's a lefty on the mound, but he's also going to be playing some DH some. And he's also a guy that could be versatile. Like I know everyone kind of craps on his defensive versatility because he's like <laughs> graded as a poor defensive player we look at the metrics from his infield stats but guess what if you can at least kind of do the job then maybe you could do it for at least a couple innings a game or two i'm not saying guriel is going to play like 85 games at shortstop next year but there could be a couple games where maybe guriel tries shortstop out again or an infield position and you just see if he's still as bad as he once was when he was first breaking into major league so for the d-backs a bunch of new year's resolutions i'll just recap real quick 
get the rookie starters as much opportunity as possible, get Ketel Marte back to all-star form, figure out if Jake McCarthy and Alec Thomas are the real deal in the outfield, finish third or better in the NL West and make me think you're a fringe wildcard contender, and build up Carson Kelly's trade value to trade him, of course, and establish Gabriel Moreno. Those are my five D-backs New Year's resolutions for 2023. And that's it for this edition of the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. It's Friday, so go catch up on any Locked on Dimebacks podcast you might have missed this past week. Thank you for making Locked on Dimebacks your first listen every day. Come back next week for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, deuces.